Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl, Sapphire. And I am so happy because first of all, first of all, um, for the earbuds who have been, you know, rocking with me, you know, this person in particular is just near and dear to my heart. Um, gosh, I could say a lot about this person, but I'm just going to let you talk to the person themselves. So... <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody, welcome back, Naya, aka Ho on the Go. And not just speaking on behalf of Ho on the Go, but also you have been up to some really dope shit lately. And you are now the social sex curator for Make Love Not Porn. And if you guys are wondering, like, damn, Make Love Not Porn sounds awfully familiar. We're gonna get into it. So everybody, earbuds. Monsters, wherever the hell you're listening from. Welcome, Naya. Hi, thank you so much for having me again. It's been it's been a minute. It's been a cool minute. Yeah, honestly, I was looking back, I was like, damn, it's literally been almost a year. No, yeah. actually, it's been a year. It's been a year since you did two episodes with me. And I mean, we talk on the regular basis, but we have been super, super fucking busy lately. So, like, I'm just glad. We were able to do this, but also just congratulations. Like, honestly, I think this is a really good fit for you. And I've been following you for a hot minute. I've been following Make Love Not Porn for a hot minute as well. But I have to say, honestly, I did not know as much as I thought I knew about the company until you and I started talking some more. And thank you for just on behalf of them joining my little old platform like thank you no of course um you know i really appreciate all the all the well wishes and the good thanks um i've just been really you know trying to find out where my expertise expertise and love for just like sexuality and you know things like that could fit into like my everyday life including mm-hmm. work and I'm honestly so lucky that I was able to find a job at Make Love Not Porn. And I honestly really love uh, what I do for them. So super so, excited to talk about it. Yes. Yes. So walk us through what exactly is a social sex curator? And then also what is MLNP? Yeah. So Make Love Not Porn is a social sex website. Um, I know a lot of people are probably like, what is social sex? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could think of it in a couple of ways. Uh, Social sex, if we think about sex in general, it is a social activity, right? Um, Of course, it can be done by yourself, but more times than not, you do have sex with other people. Um, And what is so special about Make Love Not Porn is that it is a way for people to express their sexuality and their sensuality with other people in a real life way. Make Love Not Porn is kind of like a social media platform where you can comment on videos, you can rent videos, and you can actually interact with the people who are sharing their sex moments. 
I like that. Now, also, I would have to say, because right now we have this great divide. I was just recently talking about this with another organization earlier this week, and there's this great divide between curated sex versus pornography. And what I'm talking about is, you know, contracted folks in porn. So like the big names like Evil Angel, which I work for, Playboy, um, even Pornhub, you know, regardless of where you stand on Pornhub, that is, you know, they do have contracted stars. But then you have social media sites like OnlyFans and hell, even Make Love Not Porn, regardless you know, of what it is at the end of the day, it is part of sex tech that is online using the tools of social media. You have this great divide where the word pornography has become such a dirty word. Yes. And I'm glad that you said that because you also just reminded me I did not answer. (laughs) No, no, that's fine. That's fine. But you know what? You're, you're making it known because again, like I said, there's a divide. I want to know. And you know me, I'm going to, I want to know the nitty gritty. I'm not going to sugarcoat this because, you know, as somebody who does work in pornography, I've worked in porn as well as, you know, mainstream radio, my entire career of 13 years. Mm -hmm. So it's like, here we are in this day and age where social media has really taken over all platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting, especially because as someone who has done sex work mm-hmm. in the past, it's very interesting to see kind of like how sex has been pushed to the like the forefront of conversation, especially when it comes to the internet and and social media. Um, but with that being said, um, as a social sex curator, my job is similar to you. I review videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's very, it's definitely never boring. It's, it's, <laughs> um, it's fun. It's cool. Um, but it's also very intimate in a way where one, you've got literally now, of course, most of these people aren't strangers to me anymore, but you have these strangers, people that I don't know who I am reviewing and, you know, looking through these intimate moments that they're going to share on Make Love Not Porn's website. And with that, what we do is make sure, you know, all the basic stuff is in there. Legal documents are in order, um, that things are consenting Mm -hmm. and consensual, um, making sure that people's identities and just like, you know, privacy is intact. Um, And then, of course, just like the legalities, making sure there's no copyrighted audio and video and stuff like that in the in the videos that they submit to us. Um, and what I really like about that is that because of the fact that it's myself and, and two other curators on the team, um, what I really like about that is that because we are so small and like our team is so intimate, we are able to like really like deep dive to make sure that what we're seeing and what we're putting out is genuine it aligns with our you know with our company's um belief systems and our values Mm -hmm. and it is like literally showcasing what we mean by social sex i like that and also you know going over your guidelines i was looking on the website so one they have the words curated fair all flavors welcome submit your own and i love first of all that it's all flavors because let's be honest again bringing it back to what i was saying before there is a difference between this whole social media socially curated sex 
that we're seeing online now versus pornography. I feel like even working in pornography, we are extremely limited on what is being shown on the more larger scale. You know, why is it that trans men and women are seen as almost like a gonzo thing Mm -hmm. or it's like a uh, special edition in porn versus like when you're looking at these real porn sites like even um oh my god black.com mm-hmm. you know and MNA, M- <laughs> MLNP where it's like it's everyone you know you get all the flavors if you will you get the whole you know sexuality salad and I wonder why there's this divide almost like okay we're in this day and age where there are queer people in the world having sex Mm-hmm. Why are we not having these conversations or why are we only marketing marketing it on a larger scale during certain times of the year and not all year? Right. Um, and I think that's something that's that's really been kind of more brought to my attention since I've been working with Make Love Not Porn is that mainstream porn content, it's it's just like any other you know, pop culture media. You're gonna do what is trending. You're mm-hmm. gonna go with what people, like what the demand is. Whereas like um, sites like Black Touch or Make Love Not Porn want people to come as themselves and express their sexuality in whatever way that is. Because at the end of the day, you and I both know what we see in mainstream porn isn't for everyone, but you might be able to find it, but you're gonna have to dig for it, right? You're yes. gonna have to really like, you're gonna have to figure out whatever system, whatever whatever algorithm, whatever words they use to find that thing that you're looking for. Um, and that's why I really love Make a Love Not Porn because, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to look at our Lictionary, which is like our our hashtag list. They are not the same as no. like the tags that you would see on mainstream porn. And I really appreciate that because it makes it more realistic and more honest than taboo or like um, some sort of like fetishization almost of like the act of the sex itself what do you call you know the curators are they all curators are they actors are they actresses you know again you're bringing realism back to eroticism which I have to say is becoming a social boom too because again there is a divide between those who are pleasure curators versus pornography stars i think a mm-hmm. porn star is someone who makes about 5 10 other films that aren't of the same genre you know they're doing a plethora of films that's what mm-hmm. makes even a hollywood star a hollywood star so when you're having these social sex you know curators are they actors are they actresses what are they what would they be categorized as yeah, so um, just to clarify, so the social sex curators are myself and then the other two people on my team who okay. review the videos. Um, and then we call the folks who submit videos to us make love, not porn stars. So um, while I will also say in that same breath that we do have lots of make love, not porn stars who create content for other websites like OnlyFans and mm-hmm. Pornhub and um, the way that we kind of try to make sure that there's no overlap into the content that folks um you know produce for other sites is that whatever videos they submit to us are exclusive to make love not porn and that they're not posted anywhere else 
Um, because once you do that, then it's like, it kind of takes away the magic of what is make love not porn, right? Um, like you said, you are seeing a sense of realism. You're seeing a sense of honesty and like real raw sexual energy being exchanged between people um, in a way that, of course, probably does exist on these other platforms, but it is curated specifically for our website. I have to say, it's almost like a morality type of porn. Bringing back the you morals know, in it. it. It's, and that's <laughs> the thing too. It's so interesting because right now we've got these terms like ethical porn. <sighs> and it's like, in theory, porn is going to be ethical if you've got consenting adults. They're there by their, you know, their own volition. They're doing the things that they want to do. They have autonomy over their own body. However, I think what the key word here is, it's not the ethical part. It's the pornography part. Porn is different than a homemade sex video, right? Like it's you deciding, you know what? We're having a good time. We're having fun. I think we should film this. And that's what you do. Porn is like, we're hiring these people. They're getting paid. This is what we want to see. You might have a little bit of creative direction, but in reality, it's like the director came in and told you, this is what we're filming. Is that what you're cool with? Great. Here's how much we're paying you out for the scene. Not to mention, they're not minding their P's and Q's when certain terms are thrown into context. Sure, there might be a socially, you know, construct of the title, but let's be real. I'm I'm editing movies that are fist her ass, pound this bitch, you know, all-star tranny, you know, all these degrading terms versus the clips that I see, which are, you know, lovemaking. Mm-hmm. There isn't, you know, a, I did not briefly, I only saw a couple because, you know, you have to pay to play, but there are some of the titles where I don't see anything of ebony. Mm-hmm. I don't see Asian. I don't see those types of breakdowns where they're stereotypical. And I love that. It is. That's one of the things that I think is really um, also helpful Mm -hmm. because I think that while all those things, of course, exist on Make Love Not Porn's website, it's not the main attractor of what is going to bring somebody to watch the video. Um, of course, we have like a bunch of different tags for that, like, you know, American, um, European, Black. Um, but of course, we want people to put whatever they feel comfortable sharing and identifying in those in those uh, videos. And there's sometimes videos where we tag them and all we'll put is just like the act and maybe how they filmed it, like mm-hmm. H- HD or 4K, like iPhone, you know, like it's we want people to come for the content, not necessarily the person. Of course, people have their favorites and um, people that they go to, to watch their videos often. But we want people to, to actually enjoy the act and what is happening and what's being shared and not so much like the descriptors or like. And what, I have yeah. seen, like you said, I have seen some people who were former talent. Um, Danny Wilde. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a director with you guys or an actor. Um, I make love not porn star. Yeah. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I noticed that he was like, you know, front and center. I was like, wait a second. I remember him from doing some very extreme stuff. But also he started going into the ethical porn side. And I think he's been on that side for now almost 10 years at this point, which is very interesting. So I do love how there is, you know, the former and the latter of sex workers. I do love how this is becoming a safe space. Would you say that this is also like a stepping stone for the couples or the individuals out there who have never really consumed porn, you know, now that they want to get into erotica? Because I don't want to, again, mistake your site for being porn, but for seeking adult content, adult Mm -hmm. entertainment, because that's what it is. But if they are seeking a more, you know, erotic approach, would you say that this is like the stepping stone for people to get their feet wet into adult eroticism you know i think yes and no um i think what's uh one of the things that i will say is that with make love not porn it is a good place for people to discover themselves um i think we've heard a lot we've even talked about how a lot of people who were trying to embrace and come into their sexuality and be comfortable in their sexuality end up going to OnlyFans. And I think we can even see that with OnlyFans specifically now, because, you know, OnlyFans has been around for a while, but even OnlyFans now is having the same type of negative downturn like porn is, where people, if someone says OnlyFans, the first thing that somebody has to say about it is usually negative. Like, it's never in a positive light. And I think... What Make Love Not Porn does a great job of doing is making sure that we kind of stay on in this like positive, this very sex positive space of exploring and understanding sexuality as a, in regards to yourself or like, you know, with your partners. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we just like we really try to maintain that like conversation of sex positivity throughout. I'm chuckling because I'm actually looking at the directory. I wanted to share some of these titles. Okay. One, Bendy. Mm -hmm. Talk about the flexibility. Drink responsibly. Now, first of all, I have to say thank you for this. Um, Because one, folks, believe it or not, are becoming more sober. And I was reading an article. I I cannot remember if it was in Mashable Vice. One of the more socially aware... Uh, blogs, but they were talking about was with, you know, folks becoming more sober and dry. They also found it very triggering for adult content to have alcoholic consumption or weed consumption without a label on it. Mm-hmm. So I find it great that now we have a drink responsibly. And I think all porn sites or all erotic sites should have those type of trigger warnings because there's a shift. There's a shift now that people are becoming of a dry, sober life where they can't even view that portrayal on screen. Not to mention, drinking responsibly cannot consent when you're not drinking responsibly. So it's great that you guys have this. Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Vibrato. I'm sorry. Bringing karaoke skills to the bedroom in these videos. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. 
Oh my goodness. No, okay. the tags are great. The, I love the tags. No, it, it's perfect. Y'all have to check this out. Um, Ropealicious, don't move where you're being restrained. So close. So talking about edging. I like that. Oh, my God. But I, I love it. I love it. It's something that's more safe. So, again, you were saying that, no, you wouldn't recommend this as a stepping stone. Why would you not recommend it as a stepping stone? I think a lot of times, which we often see when folks are, like, coming to us and they ask us questions, one of the first questions is, how can I make money on your website? Mm. And we, of course, people can make money off of the videos. Um, and... It might not necessarily be people's, you know, main source of income, but yes, you can make money from make love, not porn videos. Um, however, our website is not intended for people to exclusively make money. That already kind of tells us the mindset of where people might be if the only thought of you producing any type of sexual content or erotic content is for you to make money off of it. So you're vetting for these curators. Yes, we want, we are, yeah, as curators, one of our jobs is to screen, screen. Sorry, people. you as the curator again. Yes. Yeah. As um, we are, we are there to kind of screen folks um, intentions. Um, and then also when we're like watching these videos, we're, we're looking as we, you know, we watch them from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing how these videos are kind of made right because you can definitely tell the difference as i'm sure most of us can when you're watching a video where someone is kind of doing it for performance rather than actually like enjoying it and actually getting pleasure from what like what they're doing um and so we've had you know we've rejected videos like we don't just put anything on there and i've had many times where i'm like this video looks great it's beautiful but it looks like it was specifically produced for you know something else you know thank you for clarifying because i was going to ask you know are those guidelines because again you are not thriving on making pornographic content mm -hmm. you are thriving on making real narrative um narrative narratives <laughs> yes. narratives to you know the content that's being made so this mm -hmm. is a loving content site this is not a porn site once again and I'm going to keep reiterating this because I want people to understand that there is a difference mm -hmm. you are not bringing fantasy to content right and we and again like you know we also can't tell someone what is real world sex to them right we're not that person um, and that's again why I really love make love not porn is because if we do get a video that we're like, you know, this might be like bordering on the line of like maybe more like porn, mm -hmm. we at, we'll email the person directly and be like, hey, can you send us a video of you kind of talking and just explaining like the inspiration for your filming, this like this video submission. Um, and usually we'll get the Make Love Not Porn stars to just kind of give like a brief, like one minute, two minute video in the intro that's just like, hey, you know, I or me and my partner were just really feeling spicy and we wanted to like maybe do a little role play or like, you know, we were inspired by this movie we watched and we wanted to try that out. And this is what, you know, came of it. And just that little explanation gives us that context to be like, hey, you know what? I can see how this is real world sex for you. And we would love to share that that expression of real world sex on our website. OK, so speaking of the real world sex, as I do see, you know, you do have clearly a kinky tag. 
We do. So, again, bringing it back into the pornographic side of kink, BDSM, you have pet play, you know, with pup and, you know, then you have the borderline cosplay into furryism, you know, into furry play. Do you exclude those? Because, again, those can be conceptualized as kink, fetish, fantasy but to many folks in the kink spaces that is their real life that's what they they do day in and day out they are service bottoms they are real furries day in and day out they are about you know being in cages in pup play 24 7 some like believe it or not y'all you you might think i'm bullshitting you and saying like there are people who work 24 7 as this but there are so does your site offer that or is that one of the things that you're like, no, we have to put that out of the real world context play? No, we have we have many um, BDSM and kink uh, videos on our website. We've got folks doing rope. We've got folks doing impact play. Um, I've seen videos with wax play. I've seen um, videos with folks who wear diapers. I've seen... Okay. I, yeah, we've got we've got anything you're looking for. More than likely, we do have, um, and I think that's what's really awesome. And I think something that you will appreciate is that we actually have a lot of polyam folks on our site, and so it's really cool because not only are folks sharing their real world sex with us, they're also sharing their relationships with us, and they're like, oh, you know, my partner came from out of town, and this is like we decided to you know record something or you know we're long distance and this is what it looks like for us and um i think it's really awesome because that's where the social aspect comes in where we're sharing more than just the sex we're sharing the story we're sharing the relationships um that people also have in in these videos i got a little fanny flutter if y'all don't know what a fanny (laughs) flutter is um look that shit up i love that I absolutely love that. Where do you think the future of make love, not porn is going? Honestly, as much as I want to be like, make love, not porn is about to like bust it up. And they they are about to bust it up. Like we are making so much progress. Um, You know, our CEO, Cindy Gallup, um, does a lot of podcasts and talks. And I feel like every almost at this point every week something resurfaces of something that she says and it just like it gives me that like glimmer of like okay yes people are still listening they want to see more they want to hear more and I still see though that like we are still stuck in the shadows as you would say of like this like sex tech space the space of being put in the same category as porn or like something that is not as curated and specified to this degree um And it makes me a little bit upset, you know, we have a lot of setbacks with censorship, especially on the internet and social media and even um, just like general advertising, like on, on, you know, via email or on Mm -hmm. Google and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And I think it's unfair um, because like I said before, this is more than just the sex aspect. It's the social aspect. Like people are able to connect with other like-minded individuals who are also sexually liberated who are also a part of this like sexual revolution that we're seeing right now when it comes to expressing your sexuality in the social way Mm -hmm. um people are much more comfortable now um than previous generations with being like yeah i'm naked on the internet and there's like probably a million other people who are naked on the internet so what about it 
Um, and I think that's what makes Make Love Not Porn so awesome is because it's like, yeah, people are able to do that without the fear of being judged because you can still have your anonymity. You can still produce this, this you know, um, sexual content and sensual content without people feeling pressured to almost like advertise themselves or commodify even their their sex speaking of cindy gallup one of my favorite quotes that i found of hers is this our parents bring us up to have good manners a work ethic a sense of responsibility accountability nobody ever brings up to behave well in bed they should because in bed, values like empathy, sensitivity, generosity, kindness, and honesty are as important as they are in every other area of our lives where we're actively taught to exercise those values. Mm-hmm. And she's absolutely right. Um, I mean, again, we've talked about this so many times before with me being a sex educator, a community health educator, how even speaking with adults, <laughs> The lack of sexual knowledge is very scary. Not to mention the way that they claim is sex knowledge is through pornography. Right. And I mean, it's fair to say that the majority of us have received our sexual knowledge and our our sexual literacy through pornography or in or you know sex on the internet in mm-hmm. some way shape or form or just sex on tv on tv yeah uh through media and um i think what makes make love not the porn so awesome again is just that the way that we have these videos curated and even the videos that we see coming through are educational like we had a video about how to properly choke your partner We've had a video on how to properly, um, you know, go through consent and communicate with your partner before a scene that involves rope or impact play. We've even had folks talk about having HSV and ways to have sex with your partner during a flare up. Like this is information that is super useful to everyone. And unfortunately, because of the fact that porn is the way that it is, does that content exist? It probably does, but it's not what people are out there looking for. No. It's not what people are... It, yeah, it's not what people are are searching for because that's not what's considered to be sexy or... I was just about to say because, like, the fact of the matter is, is <laughs> as so many people have told me over the years, as I, you know... You know, with, with age... I get more mature. You know, some people have told me, well, Saf, you know, Sapphire Zero Play is not like how it used to be. And I'm like, what? Careless, you know, it focused, it was driven on sexual edutainment, but it became more sexual and less educated and more entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, like it became too repetitive and that's not me. You know, through my sex cautionary tales if you will I was trying to educate y'all on and saying like don't be like me and doing all these non-consensual things or questionable things that where I had to question my own moralities I've never you know regretted anything in sex but there are some things where I look back and I'm like ooh, I shouldn't have done that 
you know, I I could have still been a hoe and not put myself in a questionable situation or a dangerous situation. My narrative didn't have to go in that route per se. So I, I would like to see that more in adult entertainment. That's what adult entertainment is. Adults right. being adults. <laughs> Responsible right. adults. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, that's how I do my education is also through personal experience, mm-hmm. which, again, in turn makes it a social experience I am not alone in these experiences every time that I share a hotel or um you know a dating experience or a sexual experience I have all the people that are following along or like are hearing these things are like oh my gosh that has happened to me right but no one has ever you know maybe outwardly shared these things because maybe they felt shamed, maybe they felt embarrassed maybe they thought they were the only one who's experienced these things and didn't want to seem like you know, maybe the odd man out, but it's when you put the social context back into sex and even sex education, sex, I always say the sex education is a lifelong learning process. It doesn't stop when you have your, yeah, it is always evolving. That's why I'm like, I am so, I'm so deeply rooted and I truly, truly honestly believe because this is the way that I was brought up when people ask me like, you know, when did your parents talk to you about sex? And I said, through various stages growing up, that's the way sex education should be because sex is ever so evolving. There's things that my parents, I had to teach about my own sexuality and my own sexual preference to be like, no, dad, you can't not acknowledge that you are teaching and and coaching non-binary and trans kids. They know exactly who the fuck they are. We didn't understand that 20, 30, 40, 60 years ago. Right. But we're understanding it now. Right. And with that, we are evolving where sex is now so widespread because Mm -hmm. of the internet and social media that we can't help but have to have these conversations. Right. Because, um... You know, I've been watching uh, the new documentary series, uh, Generation Porn, which is on Discovery Plus. And Cindy makes an appearance and talks about make love, not porn on there. And, um, you know, one of the things that they had mentioned was how Twitter, while it isn't considered a porn site, is one of the largest (laughs) social platforms that has sexual content on it. And not just anyone can access that. Yes. Anybody can access that. You don't have to be 18 to be able to access Twitter. So with just a few teeny clicks, you could be on Twitter. And I'm, you know, back in the Tumblr days, it was Tumblr. You could be on Tumblr and you could see sexual content on Tumblr as well. It's like these things need to have like these conversations need to be happening and should have been happening because as the Internet continues to grow and expand and now we're starting to, you know, even more so mix the real world, the virtual world sex is going to keep changing and we're going to have to keep up that and we're going to have to learn about the terminologies we got to learn about the fact that what we saw even five years ago 
is not socially acceptable now. It's like there's a reason why when I'm QCing porn and I keep telling people like, listen, there's a reason why I have to cut out the shit, the piss, the fisting, why I have to talk about how big an asshole can gape or, you know, whether or not this terminology is safe for television. There are some ethics in porn that people don't understand. There is, you know, control at hand with 2257s. As I keep advocating for people, if you say that you are a porn star or if you're saying that you make adult entertainment for a living and you don't know what a 2257 is, please stop saying that you're an adult content creator. Right. And then again, this kind of goes back into the the whole like anyone can make sexual content right because we've got OnlyFans and Fansly and you know uh, many many vids many vids yeah wherever folks are posting content now you don't need to have 2257 to do that you could just be anybody and post those things on there but that doesn't give you those protections that you need it doesn't give you um for a lack of a better term that like that safety net that validity as like a a porn actor Mm -hmm. um And it's really important, right? Because like you are putting your most vulnerable self um, when you are producing any type of sexual content, whether it be, um, you know, erotica, like, you know, voice, voice erotica or video or even just photos. Like you really have to protect yourself now, especially because of how the Internet is basically the wild, wild west. You don't know what what can happen, where things go, where they end up like. Um, yeah, it's unregulated, very unregulated. Speaking about regulation, where's the line that make love not porn crosses? Are there any lines where a protection where people need to maybe reconsider? Because when people say like, how do I get into porn or how do I get into, you know, adult entertainment? I always tell them, like, first of all, you got to understand once you have it on the Internet, and it's not on your control, mm-hmm. it's there for life. It gets replicated. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing, you know, movies that I've edited in the past, like, week, within the next day, are on 50, 60 porn-free hub sites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with Make Love Not Porn, like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, we make, we, like, specify that the, con- the the videos being submitted to us are only made for our website. And um, that's actually a question that we get often too. It's like, how can I kind of maintain my anonymity? How can I protect myself while also submitting videos to the site? Um, you know, we've got folks who, you know, maybe might film from the neck down um, or just, you know, very specific areas where they can't be identified. We have folks who wear masks. We have folks who blur out their faces. Um you know, doing music over the voices so no one can hear you, that kind of thing. Um, And then also we have those protections in place where our videos cannot be, um, you know, recorded and replicated. And we make sure that we, of course, folks have to make this decision. This is a decision you have to make on your own. Just about that, that, that one little piece in the back, like, you know, just if you're putting anything on the internet, just know 
things on the internet are there. Mm-hmm. But um, we also fully respect our Make Love Not Porn stars. And if one of them is like, you know, I don't think I want my videos up anymore. I want to take them down. We will take them down. I was just about to ask, do you, you know, allow videos to be taken down? Because I know sometimes once it's out there, it's out there. And again, it's like if you do not have a stronghold on duplication, you may think it's like deleted everywhere. But I've seen episodes of Sapphire's Airplay that I deleted on my host sites. But, you know, this is distributed on other, you know, third, fourth party things where we were like, hey, I need you to remove that episode. And I'm like, well, it's deleted from my main, but I cannot go out to the other sites that already have it. Paper trail is the paper trail. That's it. Unfortunately. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we're really quick about that. And uh, we want folks to be autonomous and have their privacy. And we respect that for our members and our Make Love Not Porn stars. So as soon as they ask or request for their um, information to be removed from our site or their videos to be taken down, we do that immediately. No questions asked. And yeah, like I said, folks are welcome to come back if they if they'd like. Um, Of course, we always welcome them back and we're sad when they leave. But, you know, we realize that just like in anything else in life, people have different seasons and different, you know, needs and things that they have to prioritize. And we're always around whenever they're ready. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, oh, my goodness. You know, Naya, thank you first and foremost for speaking on behalf of Make Love Not Porn. Thank you, Make Love Not Porn, for, you know, just giving me, you know, my person over here. <laughs> I was going to say my queer baby, but it's just like, no, like you are like my my fellow just twin flame. And just thank you for everything that you do in this industry. And just first and foremost, it's just again, I think it's really dope that we have a platform like Make Love Not Porn to really kind of revolutionize the way social sex is changing the narration. Because unfortunately, there is this great divide with social media and sex representation, which does matter, just like, you know, gender and ethnic representation matters. Like we need the voices out there. We cannot just have sex tech be about white folks. We cannot have, you know, sex being only portrayed through the white lenses. We need it through all lenses. So thank you for giving people a space to freely you know, sexually explore through social commentary. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. So if, you know, folks want to get in touch with either Make Love Not Porn or you yourself directly, where can they get in touch? Yes, um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Make Love Not Porn. Um, and please feel free to check out our website as well, makelovenotporn.tv. Um, you know, we've got different uh, membership tiers and um, we even have our birthday bundle where you can get like a large sum of credits if you want to splurge. Um, and if you want to follow me, I am on Instagram at ho on the go. That's H-E-A-U-X on the G-E-A-U-X. And as always, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me again. Always, always. And remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. Till next time, good night.
That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.